Greetings. Welcome to this Cambridge Health Tech Institute podcast for BioIT World Conference and Expo 2014, happening this April 29th through May 1st in Boston, Massachusetts. I'm Ann Wynn, Associate Producer. Today, we're interviewing one of our speakers from the shared session on cloud computing and next-gen sequencing informatics, Ravi Maduri, Fellow of the Computation Institute at University of Chicago and Project Manager in the Mathematics and Computer Science Division of Argonne National Laboratory. Ravi, thank you for chatting with us today. Uh, thank you for having me. Now, how did you start your affiliations with UChicago and Argonne, which is managed by that university? And what's it like to work at both places? I started at Argonne as a summer student in uh, summer of 2001. I interned with the distributed computing group at the time called Grid Computing with Dr. Ian Foster, who is the leader of Grid Computing paradigm at the time. I started as a summer student and was working on my master's thesis on reliable file transfer on wide area uh, networks, uh, which essentially means, you know, how do you transfer large amounts of data from one point to the other on a wide area network where a lot of failures can happen. Uh, So that was my master's thesis, and I worked with Dr. Foster and others as a summer intern, uh, and I finished my master's in computer science and I was offered a full-time employment at Argonne as a software developer. And in 2004, I was given a joint appointment at the University of Chicago at an institute called Computation Institute. It's headed by Ian Foster, who also happened to be my boss at Argonne. So he and a few others at university and Argonne realized that a lot of scientific domains require a lot of data analysis and computation to gain the insights that are required. So they created an institute called Computation Institute, and they invited me to become one of the fellows of the institute. So, so I have two appointments, one at Argonne and one at the University of Chicago at Computation Institute. It's working at Argonne and universities um, is kind of a, a really an interesting experience because Argonne National Laboratory has a long tradition in creating big science experiments. Argonne is very famous across the world for something called advanced photon source, which is which produces the brightest photons. And Argonne has also played an integral part in the Large Hadron Collider in the Higgs boson experiment. Whereas University of Chicago has a lot of sciences that are a lot of researchers that do basic sciences. So the combination of the engineering capabilities that come from Argonne and sort of strength of the theoretical basic sciences capability from University of Chicago has been a pretty rewarding and interesting experience to work with these world-class institutions that have these capabilities. That's excellent. And how has your work as a software engineer and project manager aimed to improve large-scale NGS analysis on the cloud? I started working in life sciences. I work in a lot of other scientific domains that had a lot of high volumes of data that needs to be analyzed. Uh, For example, I was part of the team that worked on creating the computing grid for the Large Hadron Collider, which is set up at CERN, and the goal was to find the Higgs boson particle. And we worked on creating the computing and data management infrastructure that led to the discovery of the Higgs boson. And after that, I started working with earthquake engineers in creating computational models and data distribution technologies that can you know, create structures that can withstand earthquakes. I started working in climate domain where there's a lot of data that's being generated across the world and researchers are analyzing it at scale. So as you can see, there's a 
pattern that shows that 10 years ago, 15 years ago, we've realized that a lot of domains are in need of large-scale computational capabilities to get their discoveries or to do their science. And we focused on many such domains. And life sciences, after the introduction of next-gen sequencing and after the popularity of next-gen sequencing as a great tool to find the disease-causing genetic variations, life sciences has started becoming more and more a big data problem, essentially. And with the lowering of the sequencing cost and everybody and being able to afford a next-gen sequencer, contrasting the NGS problem with the Large Hadron Collider, the Large Hadron Collider was one instrument that was generating a few terabytes of data every day versus a next-gen sequencing instrument. There are thousands of these instruments generating a few terabytes of data per day. Again, the challenges are same in terms of managing better services, better tools to manage large-scale data that these instruments are providing, and better infrastructure and services that allow researchers to do analysis on these data sets that are being generated to get the discoveries that they are working on. So the work that I've done in various other scientific domains has been pretty relevant to the life sciences domain, especially in the area of Nixon sequencing. We apply these techniques to proteomics, to imaging analysis, and other domains in life sciences as well with great success. Great. And you addressed some of the challenges already that the life science communities have been encountering in the area of big data. But would you like to elaborate a little bit on that regarding research data management? Definitely. As I said before, at least in the next sequencing domain, the challenges are there are a lot of data that's getting generated, a lot of papers get written, and I see there are a few challenges that researchers face. One is researchers who are trained in bioinformatics or biology, they spend more time than they need to in the computational aspects of it, in the IT aspects of their science, uh, like setting up uh, analysis pipelines, running, figuring out how to run things at scale, figuring out how to move data around. So to some extent, researchers do spend a lot of time on the mundane aspects of data management and analysis rather than spending time on their science and doing more innovative analysis that they need to do. So one of the challenges that we see and we are working on creating products to address those are in the area of data management in the area of large-scale analysis, in the area of reproducible research. In the area of data management, we created a service called Globus that helps researchers to move large amounts of data without having to babysit the transfers. It uses the wide area transfer networks that are available so that researchers don't have to spend a lot of time figuring out if the transfers they have started finished successfully or not. We created a product called Globus Genomics that uses the open source Galaxy uh, workflow tools and Amazon Web Services and Globus Data Management Service to create an integrated end-to-end service for researchers to do large-scale data transfers, data management, data sharing, and the analysis at scale. The last point I want to say is we really care about reproducible research, and some of these papers um, that are getting published are very valuable, and it would help researchers to be able to reliably reproduce these analyses and to build on them rather than duplicate them and create yet another publication out of it. So our goal is to have Globus Genomics as a platform that researchers can use to do innovative research, build analysis pipelines, publish them, 
and be able to share with their collaborators. And by providing a persistent infrastructure, we hope that it will pave the way to create more reproducible research papers. What do you foresee as some of the most promising strategies and technologies for increasing the productivity of researchers and accelerating their progress toward the discovery stages? Right. So one of the things that I see that's been very transformative for how we work and how we do, how we build products is is the notion of software as a service. Software as a service coupled with infrastructure providers like Amazon, Rackspace, and Google, it's fundamentally changing the landscape of scientific research, uh, at least in the computational aspects of it. What the software as a service modality and cloud computing allows, uh, allows one to do is to do separation of concerns. Essentially, as a computational service providers, uh, we are very good at uh, creating these services and operate them at scale, while cloud providers, infrastructure providers like Amazon are really good at maintaining the reliability and the operational challenges that come into picture when you're running a large-scale computational infrastructure. So by separating the concerns of building a value-add service and maintaining it and separating it with the underlying and depending on the underlying infrastructure to have it run reliably helps us kind of go much farther than we were able to before. In the end, what happens is that service providers like ourselves will build on reliable infrastructure that's provided by cloud, cloud computing providers and researchers who really want to focus on their science and create innovative pipelines can focus on just that rather than you know, trying to build the infrastructure, trying to maintain it, trying to hire a bunch of people to manage it. So software as a service and infrastructure as a service and platform as a service, these three are fundamentally transforming the way research computing is done in, in the world today. And looking into the nearer future, what will be the focus of your presentation at BioIT World on May 1st? Right, so I'm going to present Globus Genomics and Globus Data Management Services. We are trying to show our capabilities to researchers. We're a nonprofit academic institution, and we're building these services for nonprofit researchers so they can accelerate the rate of discovery and essentially spend more time uh, on the discovery aspect of it rather than on the mundane aspects of information technology. So my focus at BioIT World in my presentation would be on global genomics, and uh, global data management services and how we were able to use Amazon Web Services to build a data management and analysis service that researchers can leverage to do their science. Sounds great. Ravi, thank you again for spending this time with us to share your observations and insights. And we're really looking forward to hearing more from you at the conference in a few months. Thank you. That was Ravi Maduri of the Computation Institute at University of Chicago and Argonne National Laboratory. He'll be speaking during the shared session for Cloud Computing and Next-Gen Sequencing Informatics, or tracks number three and five, at the upcoming BioIT World Conference and Expo, taking place April 29th through May 1st, 2014 in Boston. If you'd like to hear him in person, go to www.bio-itworldexpo.com for registration information and enter the key code PODCAST. That wraps up this interview. I'm Ann Wynn from Cambridge Health Tech Institute. Thanks for listening.